Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the new Cellmark Studios. I will tell you from the get-go that if you're looking for local election results, the winners and losers were posted after this podcast Tuesday afternoon deadline. The results can be found on our website at aboutmansfield.com or on our Facebook page by searching for About Mansfield Podcast. Colleen Daniel is here. She's socially distancing from home today, along with the entire About Mansfield news team. This is episode 50, and we appreciate you being along for the ride. Coming up on this episode, Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic continues its spread across Mansfield. City is set to open doors of the Man House Museum this weekend. Actors and live animals share the spotlight in this weekend's drive through nativity. In sports, it's postseason playoffs time, and we'll tell you who's moving on. It's that most wonderful time of year, tool time. I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin, and we'll talk about that in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. Alexa is here with our seven-day weather forecast, and Steve We'll talk in studio with Letitia Takel, Executive Director of Levitt Pavilion, Arlington. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Presents, yay! I love presents. They're my favorite part of Christmas. Hey, hold on, kids. I like presents too, but there's so much more to Christmas than presents. All of these presents remind me of a really important story. Let me tell you about the greatest present ever given. Come experience the joy of Christmas at the drive through Nativity presented by St. John Lutheran Church on Debbie Lane in Mansfield. Saturday and Sunday, December the 12th and 13th, 6 to 8 p.m. Stunning costumes, live animals. It's free and open to the public. For more information, log on to stjohnmansfield.org. Come and experience the wonder of Christmas. Southwestern Adventist University is a proud sponsor of today's show. Did you know that Sawu has a dinosaur museum on its campus? They house America's second largest collection of dinosaur bones and offer free tours. Swahoo's Dinosaur Science Museum is also going to be offering a series of classes in the spring for adults as well as kids ages 6 and up. To learn more, go to swau.edu slash dinosaurs. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's WISE, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Presents, yay! I love presents. They're my favorite part of Christmas. Hey, hold on, kids. I like presents too, but there's so much more to Christmas than presents. All of these presents remind me of a really important story. Let me tell you about the greatest present ever given. Experience the joy of Christmas at the drive through Nativity presented by St. John Lutheran Church on Debbie Lane in Mansfield. Saturday and Sunday, December the 12th and 13th, 6 to 8 p.m. Stunning costumes, live animals. It's free and open to the public. 
For more information, log on to stjohnmansfield.org. Come and experience the wonder of Christmas. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID-19 epidemic continues to spread in Mansfield. Roving science reporter Dennis Webb has the update. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. On Monday, December 7th, Tarrant County reported 2,939 Mansfieldians as having tested positive. 1,946 are estimated to have recovered, and 31 citizens have died since the start. We had 405 new cases this past week, a 70% increase over last week, and another record high. The county estimates we have almost 1,000 active cases in Mansfield, another record high. Johnson County reported 16 new cases in the last two weeks. They had a gap in reporting. The 16 new cases in the part of Mansfield that is in Johnson County. This is a big increase for that part of our city. We had no new COVID-19 deaths in Mansfield this past week. For context, Tarrant County averaged 1,400 new cases each day last week, about the same as a week before, but up from the numbers in November. Test positivity has increased to 17%, suggesting we're still not testing enough to contain the virus. Last week, the county saw an average of over 9,000 tests each day, a small increase over the week before. Countywide hospitalization with the virus has increased to an average of 874 citizens in a hospital bed with the virus each day, another record high. Each of the last 11 weeks has seen an increase in this indicator. The county reports that the county's hospitals have only 18 vacant ICU beds this week. Because COVID patients now occupy 18% of the hospital beds in Tarrant County, and also the larger North Texas region called Trauma Service Area E, both of these are above the state-mandated 15% occupancy. So, this past Saturday, County Judge Whitley had reduced occupancy to 50% for many businesses. We got to get the average down below 15% occupancy for the county to be able to increase occupancy in the restaurants. This measure also eliminates elective surgeries in local hospitals, and we've already seen an increase in available beds in the county. I'm glad my brother-in-law got his knee surgery done last month. The county reported 42 deaths this past week, an increase, though perhaps paperwork catching up after Thanksgiving. Why are the new cases and hospitalizations going up? First, it is apparently normal for respiratory viruses to increase their spread as we move into the cooler months. Second, County Judge Whitley believes that not all of our fellow citizens are following the recommended measures of masking, distancing, hand-washing, avoiding crowds, staying at home if you can. Judge Whitley is asking citizens politely. What does it mean to us as individuals that these numbers are going up? Well, more active cases this week in Mansfield means that you are five times more likely to encounter someone who has the virus when you are out and about if you compare it to September before the numbers started going up. If you spend a few minutes with one of these additional infected folks without masks or distance, you might catch it from them. Reminder from last week's program. Go out and look at Jupiter and Saturn in the southwest after sunset. They are now close enough to see them together in binoculars. Sharp-eyed people may be able to see the moons of Jupiter, which is the brighter of the two planets, if you steady the binoculars against a fence or the edge of your house. If you have any telescope in the back of the closet, get it out this week and figure out how to get it to work in anticipation of the big show in two weeks. As always, we welcome any science questions from listeners. Put your question in an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. 
Reporting from the Roving Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. After years of renovation, the city is ready to open the doors to the Man House Museum this weekend. The museum is an extension of the historical museum located on Main Street, and museum manager Jessica Baber explains what's in store for the visitors. When visitors walk in, they'll be kind of transported back to when the family lived in the house. The Man House was originally built in 1865, um, and then over the course of the next decade, pieces of it were added onto, so it was originally kind of a one-room log cabin, and then they added a parlor and a dining room, and then a few years later, they added a second story for bedrooms. As the family grew, the house grew, and so what we have been finding and what we are going to have in the museum are items that would have been in the house when the family was living there in the mid-1800s. So it's furniture, it's art that would have been on the walls during that time, books that they might have owned, all the things that would have taken to run a household in that time. Baber says this is just the beginning of something bigger to come. This is actually just phase one of the museum plan. The restoration of the house that the Mann family lived in, and there's also a barn on the property that was built at the same time of the house, so about 1865. Restoring that and getting that open as phase one will also be building a visitor center with an outdoor amphitheater, um, and then maybe relocating some other historical some historical structures out to the site in future years. So it's it's going to be opening soon, but it will be growing and growing for years to come. The Man House opens to the public on Saturday at 10 a.m. and will maintain a regular schedule of Friday and Saturdays from 10 to 4. The house is located at 604 West Broad Street, right next door to Man's Best Field Dog Park and admission is free. It's like taking a step back in time by 2,000 years as St. John Lutheran Church presents their drive through nativity this weekend. Event coordinator Roxanne Boyer has the rundown. It is a, a little bit of a step back in time, and logistically the way that it works is vehicles will drive in through our parking lot. We have a fire lane that goes around the building, and around that driveway, we've got different scenes set up that tell the story of Christmas. They're live scenes, so live actors. We've got real animals. And then the vehicles, the participants in the vehicles will listen to a narration uh, online, either um, on a phone or, or on a CD if, uh, if necessary. And they'll listen to the narration as, as they drive through and hear the Christmas story. We have nine different scenes. We're going to start with a modern-day living room uh, family, a family in a living room scene, and then we've got different uh, different scenes with uh, one of them is a Bethlehem village, and there's a lot of activity going on in the village, uh, maybe some animals. Uh, Mary and Joseph are there with the innkeeper saying there's no room at the inn and uh, lots of different activities like maybe a, a bustling type of environment like Bethlehem you know, might have been. It is this Saturday, December 12th and 13th from 6 to 8 p.m. It is open to the public, and it's a completely free event. It's our gift to the community. Our address is 1218 East Debbie Lane. Participants are going to want to enter from the eastbound lanes of Debbie Lane, so coming from 287. There is an entrance on our the far west side of our campus, and that'll be the entrance. We'll have a sign out. That'll be a way to, to come in to the parking lot. 
everything can be completely contactless. And the vehicles wouldn't even need to roll down their windows if they don't want to. Uh, you certainly can if you, if you want to get the fresh air and, and hear uh, the, the sounds of the animals, but you wouldn't need to. With the exception at the very end, we would like to give everybody a treat bag. But, again, you wouldn't have to roll down your window if you, if you choose not to. And uh, we just look forward to seeing everybody. You can stay up to date on St. John's Nativity by logging on to their event page on Facebook. Just search for St. John Lutheran Church. In sports, filling in for Tommy Cummings, let's start with the Mansfield ISD teams that will compete in the postseason playoffs. Timberview wrapped up its regular season with a 40-21 victory over Everman. Up next, the 8-1 Wolves take on the 7-2 Dallas Kimball Knights in the first round of the Class 5A Division II Region II playoffs. That game will be on Friday, 7 p.m. at Newsom Stadium. The 4-4 Summit Jaguars topped Birdville 38-24 at Newsom and will face the 7-1 Abilene Cooper Cougars at Abilene's Shotwell Stadium, 7 o'clock, Friday night, Class 5A Division I Region I playoff game. Meanwhile, Mansfield High and Legacy wrapped up their regular seasons last week. Mansfield High got back on the winning track last week after tough losses to Cedar Hill and DeSoto. This time, the 4-6 and six Mansfield Tigers rolled to a big lead and defeated Lake Ridge Eagles 39-16 at Newsom Stadium. Legacy ended their season with a 2-7 and seven record with a loss to the the undefeated Colleyville Heritage Panthers 31-2. That's it for sports in Mansfield. If you have any sports news, let us know. It's time for the Ask Terry Do-It-Yourself Home Improvement feature. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist, and he answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? As we find ourselves just a couple of weeks before Christmas, I'm going to break from the regular question and answer format this episode. I've been asked many times over the years to give advice on building a basic toolkit that will allow do-it-yourselfers to get basic jobs done around the house. So if tools are on your mind this holiday season as a giver or as a receiver, here are some basics that will serve the user well over the years. My first suggestion is not to go the cheapest route if possible. There are many brands of tools out there that carry a limited lifetime warranty, and that's what I'd recommend you look at. Cheap tools have a tendency to break at the least opportune moment. While there's a time and a place for everything, when you're building a kit with the fundamentals, start with the good stuff and go cheap on the tools you might only use for one specific task if you have to. The first place to start is with basic hand tools. A 16-ounce claw hammer will do most of the things you need to do around the house, from driving and pulling nails to adding a little persuasion to a warped board or loosening a stubborn nut or bolt. A good set of screwdrivers is obviously a necessity as well. Make sure that the set contains a variety of slotted and Phillips tips so that you'll have the size you need to fit the head of the screw you're working with. I can tell you from experience that screws are usually softer than screwdrivers, so it's easy to booger up the head of a screw by using the wrong size screwdriver, making the task take a lot longer. Pliers are very versatile tools that can do a variety of tasks from holding something in place to loosening stuck pipes to turning nuts and bolts, and you'll need a variety of different types from regular slip joint pliers to water pump pliers, commonly called by the brand name channel locks, 
to needle nose. Locking pliers, often known by the brand name Vice Grip, can come in handy when it's hard to keep a hold on something in an awkward position. And even better than pliers for turning nuts and bolts are, of course, wrenches. I'd have a selection of both metric and English size combination wrenches, which have both an open and a boxed end that's less likely to slip on a stubborn fastener. Adjustable wrenches, better known by the brand name of the original, Crescent, can help in a pinch when you don't know exactly what size wrench you need for the particular nut or bolt. Ratchet handles and sockets usually give you better leverage than combination wrenches. Make sure you again have a selection of both English and metric size sockets. No toolkit is really complete without a few saws as well. I'd recommend having a compact hacksaw with a variety of blades for cutting metal, as well as at least a small handsaw for cutting wood. And of course, make sure you've got at least one utility knife in your collection, or a dozen or so in my case. I've got them all over the house and shop, so there's one no more than a few steps away. That's how versatile they are for cutting, shaping, and scraping. When it comes to power tools, I'd say start with a drill motor of some kind. My drills are probably the most frequently used power tools because I use them both for making holes as well as for driving screws. Whether you go corded for more power or cordless for flexibility of use, make sure you get one with a variable speed motor that's reversible in direction. That'll give you the versatility you need to do most common tasks around the house or shop. Grab a good set of twist drill bits or one of the combination sets that has a selection of drilling and driving bits. A circular saw is also a great basic tool to have and, as a carpenter, it was the second power tool I owned after my drill. Again, you'll have corded and cordless options, but one of these is indispensable if you do any projects that require you to make straight cuts in wood. For odd-shaped cuts, a jigsaw is a great addition to your kit, and for tasks like demolition work, cutting pipe, or tree trimming, a reciprocating saw is a very versatile tool to have as well. With the jigsaw and the reciprocating saw both, make sure you get a selection of blades that cut wood and metal so you can maximize the utility of these tools. There are, of course, many other tools out there for specialized tasks, and you'll no doubt add those to a collection as it grows. But you have to start with the basics, and what I've given you today is a pretty good assortment to get you in the door. And this time of year is a great time to shop, because most retailers have bundled assortments or special offers that allow gifters or buy-it-yourselfers to save some dough and build a little bit bigger toolkit for the same money you'd spend at other times of the year. Got a question about specific tools and how to use them, or any question about home repair or remodeling? Shoot me an email via the podcast, or reach me via my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast, or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin. If you have a home improvement question, you can send an email to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Terry will tackle another home improvement question next week. Wednesday is National Christmas Card Day. Let's find out if Mother Nature plans to delay the postal carriers in getting your cards delivered on time. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days. On Tuesday and Wednesday, it should be sunny, with clouds on Thursday. Expect showers on Friday, with sunny skies again Saturday through Monday. Daytime highs will range between 56 and 76 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Wednesday. According to the Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns need no irrigation this week. Sprinklers can remain off. An inch of rain at the end of November helped, but much of North Texas is currently in moderate to severe drought conditions. Fortunately, lawns are going dormant and the need for water is low. New plantings and trees may need watering by hand.
There's a 50% chance of rain toward the end of the week. Otherwise, it will be sunny and pleasant. To see a map of watering recommendations for North Texas, log on to waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we switch from news to talk. Steve will talk in studio with Mansfield resident Letitia Takel, who also happens to be the executive director of the Lovett Pavilion Arlington. And don't forget, the trivia question of the week concludes every episode. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great local shows, such as Ask Philip. The Face-Off Spot, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio from Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 in Mansfield. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Introducing Cold Hammer Stills. What is Cold Hammer Stills? It's a 70-proof chocolate cappuccino liqueur that's been distilled six times with a balanced blend of coffee, light cinnamon, and cocoa to create an enticing, robust flavor. Here, try some. Oh my gosh, Becky, 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 come here. You have to try this. Ooh, what the? This is so delicious. I've never had anything like this. I need to have some more of this. Find Cold Hammer Stills. Find liqueurs at Total Wine and More or your favorite package store. Ask for it by name. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the switch from news to talk. And here in the studio today, she, uh, I believe, we're going to really get into the depths of, of who she is, but she, I believe she's a, uh, she's a Metroplex native. Uh, she went to uh, University of Texas at Arlington for a little while. She graduated from Texas Wesleyan University, and we're going to find out everything about this young lady. We welcome Letitia Takel to About Mansfield. Oh, great. Hey, Steve. Glad to be here. I, we are glad to, the, to have you here as well. And now the, the format of the talk segment here it really is to get to know the person that, that is here in the studio. And so 
Where are you from? You, I know you're from around here because I looked at your, your Facebook profile and it says you've only lived in Arlington and Mansfield. Okay. Yeah. So I was born in Heiko, Texas, but six months in, moved to Arlington. So basically was raised in Arlington and then the last 15 years have been here in Mansfield. But you know, there's a lot of crossover in Arlington and Mansfield. So, Oh yeah. Well, the, the school district crosses from Mansfield to Arlington. Absolutely. So I, I'm kind of from both Arlington and Mansfield. And where'd you go to school? Let's uh, start with, let's start with, you know what? Let's go all the way back to elementary school. Where'd you go to, where'd you go to school? Okay. So I was a Goodman Lancer. Then I was a Hutchison Chaparral and then a Sam Houston Texan. I always love to talk mascots. I think that's kind of a cool thing. And then was a UTA Maverick for a while, but ended up graduating from Texas Wesleyan, the Rams. <laughs> Were you a good student? You know, um, I would say I was a very involved student on campus throughout from elementary on up. So I was an average student, I would say. Okay. Band, sports, uh, what were your interests in high school? So student government, cheerleading in junior high school. And then when I got to high school, I was in student government. And so then that carried off to UTA as well, where I was vice president of our freshman class at UTA. So that's where the um, the student studies and involvement um, had to kind of balance out. So that's why I was probably an average student, because I was too too busy, like, with the governmental stuff. <laughs> I got to ask you about UTA, because uh, my crack research department uh, came up with, uh, on your LinkedIn page, what is a Pi Delta Theta Sweetheart. Okay. So I was a Phi Delta Theta Sweetheart. It's a fraternity on campus. I was a Zeta Tau Alpha sorority, but I was their sweetheart to the fraternity. And then what is a Maverick Sweetheart? Okay. So a Maverick Sweetheart was back when we had a UTA football team and we were recruiters for the football team. So when the we were recruiting high school students from across, you know, Texas to come to UTA, we would uh, be paired with them to help them um, see a good time in Arlington and get to meet all the folks in uh, on the Arlington campus. Nice. Were you a tour guide? Uh, a tour guide, yes. Um, party planner. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And that was, you know, we were, um, I was there at UTA when we, when they dropped the program. So we were all very sad. Ah. And then you took off and went to Texas Wesleyan and you focused on marketing. Marketing and business. Yes. All right. Which led to your career in banking. Is that right? Well, it's kind of an unusual, um, so at Texas Wesleyan, the, the university is really, um, project driven. So a lot of the things that you did uh, while you were studying were project driven. So uh, as I graduated from uh, Wesleyan and then started to kind of look to see what that next step was, my mom had been very involved in downtown Fort Worth. She worked for us, the Basses for years and was well connected and introduced me to different business leaders in Fort Worth. And I would have these different conversations and they kept, um, a couple of them kept saying, you know, banking might be good for you. And I was like, oh, it just didn't <laughs> sound good. And um, it just didn't sound exciting enough. And so I, I didn't go into banking. I went down the marketing uh, route. I was the marketing manager at the Parks Mall in Arlington for several years. 
And so sure enough, you know, then I came to the chamber. As a matter of fact, the Mansfield chamber. So I was president of the chamber for a couple of years. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, left. As a matter of fact, I left the parks and there was Lucretia Mills was at um, the parks mall back then. She was our, we called her Miss Mansfield. So she was telling me about the, the position. And so I left the parks and came to the chamber for a couple of years, had a really nice time. And from there, that's when I got a call from a gentleman by the name of Bennett Carter. He was at the time with Texas Bank, and he was like, we had been in leadership Arlington together for a year. And he said, you know, Latasha, I'm thinking about doing this thing with banking. It's a little outside the box. We've got kind of a business developer concept that we want to do. And I went, banking? Wait a minute. That's what I said I didn't want to do. (laughs) Deposits and withdrawals. They sound so boring. It just didn't sound like it. But after visiting with Bennett and talking, the Texas bank, Vernon Bryant was our leader, and um, they just had a way of finding the right people and then letting them do their job. And so they brought me on board, and there was 20 years of banking after that. So I ended up banking after all. With titles like Assistant vice president or <laughs> vice president of marketing or vice president of private banker. Yes. Assistant vice president, business development officer. I mean, it, you, you worked your way up the ladder. Yes. Over, uh, oh, 20 years. Awesome. And vice president of commercial lending. Yes. Yes. The banking world. So there I ended up in it after all. It's, you know what, at the end of the day, it's a people business. And so I didn't see that probably when I was young, that it's just basically whatever we do, it's about people. You mentioned your mom. Do you have family here in in Mansfield or in Mansfield, Arlington area? I do. Yes. Uh, Mom, my dad, my mom, my stepdad, and then my daughter and my granddaughters all live here in Mansfield. You want to give a little shout out to anyone? Yeah. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, no, my daughter's probably so nervous that I'm even talking. She gets nervous when I open my mouth. (laughs) There you go. You're a big music fan. I know. In fact, you're you're wearing a shirt that says country music is essential. Yes, Josh Ward. There you go. And that's that's how we met. My old partner, Scott, and I used to play music around town, and I would always see you show up. And, uh, yes. And then you stopped showing up because I guess my partner, Scott, moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, wait a second, where's Letitia? Where'd she She's, go? And my parents are big fans. They would always put their chairs right in the front of you guys. I mean, they just, yeah. they yes, always big fans. You've known Scott for many, many years, though, That's through professional, his... Leadership with, Mansfield, as uh, a matter of fact. And uh, and his association with, uh, with MEDC. And uh, in fact, you know what... Um, Go ahead and put on those headphones for for just a second. Let's okay. let's, let's try something. Hello, Scott Wellmaker. Scott Wellmaker. <laughs> it is. You're being recorded on the About Mansfield podcast, so don't say anything that uh, you don't want on the record. Oh shit! I better clean up my life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're here with your friend Latasha Takel. Hey, Scott. Latasha. I remember her. Oh, we miss you. Pretty girl from what I remember. (laughs) (laughs) She was saying nice things about you, so we thought we'd get you on the phone to see if they're true. Oh, really? Yeah. What the fuck could she have possibly said nice about me? Oh, about your passion for the city of Mansfield and all that you did here. And music. Hello, music. Yeah, those two. I still have the passion for music. (laughs) Do you still have my fiddle? I do. That's the big question. Okay. 
So okay, funny. Gonna, do you want it back, or are you going to start playing it? Well, okay. So I may do that. So here, here's the thing. So Steve, I'll tell you. Okay. There, the music store in Mansfield. What was the music store's name, Scott? Waco Vintage Instruments. Steve knows it well. Oh, yes, I used to be their webmaster. Okay, yeah. so when um, they were selling their products out and you know shutting down, mm-hmm. it's always been on my bucket list to play the fiddle. So Scott goes, well, this would be a good time. Go down and get it. So I purchased this fiddle, was ready to go, never did it. So Scott said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to buy that fiddle from you. I'm going to hold the fiddle. Because I know if you keep it, you'll get rid of it. I'll hold it. And then if you ever want to pick the fiddle back up, you can get it back from me. Do you still have that fiddle? I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> now, for the benefit of the listeners, Scott Wellmaker was the director of Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, MEDC, for 11 years? 11 years? Uh, right at 10 years. Right at 10. Okay. And- in 2008 and... And uh, hightailed it out of there in 2018. Right. You're now a resident of uh, Tennessee. That's correct. I'm in Kingsport, Tennessee. And uh, and Scott Wilmaker single-handedly brought Klein Tools to Mansfield. I did. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, uh, stories of economic development. I, that's not the only thing I brought to town, but it's probably <laughs> okay. one of the biggest. And. If it wasn't for Scott Wilmaker, Latasha, you and I are sitting in a in an office in the Cellmark building. Yeah. Are you not responsible for the Cellmark building being here? I, I am. Uh, uh, James Sellers was looking to expand, and he was looking in Arlington, and uh, that uh, put my competitive hat on, and we were able to find him a site, and we actually sold him some land uh, that the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation had owned so he could build his uh, building there. Uh, he got a fairly good deal on the land, but, uh, you know, we, we made sure that it was it made sense for both of us. And then Scott is also the, we'll call him the, the front end of the horse known as the musical duo of Scott and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, I wouldn't call you the back end of the horse, but it was. I got, I got, I got first billing because Steve and Scott was already taken, and that was something else entirely different. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So let's bring all so, this. Let, now that we know who you are, let's bring all this back to Latasha because this <laughs> this interview is about Latasha. Uh, do you have any embarrassing stories about Latasha? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I mean, probably they're not fit for your for your listenership because I mean they can get they can get kind of ugly. Don't uh, so don't say the one where in leadership Mansfield when you have to do the obstacle course where I I looked down at y'all way up high and said there is no way that going up there is going to make me a better leader, <laughs> and I was scared <laughs> to death. And then on the platform, finally, when y'all got me up on something high. I finally on sat the zip line. on the zip line. I sat at the edge and I told those young boys up there, if you guys want me down, you've got to push me. And they said, we cannot do that, ma'am. I said, then I'm going to be up here for a long time. <laughs> and I said, just push my back and I'll go on. And then about that time, they pushed my back and I'm screaming and you're down at the end going, you can do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there was a fairly good one. Yeah. I'll give that one. That one was tame. <laughs> Well, Scott, we wanted to uh, to just give you a buzz and, and have you say hi to Letitia. I know that you two have known each other a long time, and, and so um, 
appreciate you coming on. She's been one. Of, she's been one of my worst friends for many years, <laughs> and I and I value her friendship greatly. Yes, we miss you. We miss you here. We really do. I miss all your travel stories, Miss Stacy. So I hope y'all are doing well. Come back soon. I uh, would probably be out there some once once we all get vaccinated. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully that'll or, happen fairly soon now. Or Latisha, you could be like like Maria and me and go out and see Scott. Oh yeah, which yeah. we did in September. Or 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 we could get you two scheduled on the Levitt stage for a reunion. <gasps> oh, holy cow! Yeah, let's do that. Twenty twenty one. All right, I'm in. Just tell me when because being unemployed and unimportant, I don't really have anything up on the calendar for the next twenty years. So nice. <laughs> Let's get that book. All right. All right. I'll I'll work on it. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Latasha. Bye, Steve. Bye. Bye. That's Scott Willmaker, formerly of MEDC. So you mentioned the Levitt stage. That brings us into the the next part of the interview, which uh, is, for a music lover, the coolest job in the world. Oh, I would say, yeah. You are the, the, the new. You've only been there a year the new executive director of the Levitt Pavilion in Arlington. Yes. You have, there, there, there were some big shoes to fill because Patty Dew was there for 11 years. She was the first and only executive director. Did you know Patty before being hired? So, yes, uh, just do in banking, we were sponsors of the Levitt through the years. Okay. And so it was nice that um, I had a, you know, a working relationship with Patty and what a class act. I mean, just yeah. had done so much for the Levitt and downtown Arlington. So it's it's crazy. She's a great gal. Right. I I used to sit on a nonprofit board with Patty and known her for many years and, and just a, a, a great lady. The 2020 season just ended and we're right in the thick of a pandemic. How did you pull that off? Well, I'll just tell you a lot of prayers, <laughs> uh, number one. But I had started the Levitt um, November the 18th of uh, 2019 and so was excited, um, you know, 11-year track record of 50 free concerts, you know, doing some community acts um, or events downtown. And so, you know, the year was going to be great. And then obviously uh, March came, and the next thing we know, um, we're all having to uh, look at things a little differently. And so we have a, a a team, the Levitt staff, the full-time staff, have all been there 10 years. Mm-hmm. So there's three of them. And then we have a crew that, you know, the probably the average time that crew's been together is three to five years. And we just said, what are we going to do? And we also had a board that was um, open. You know, uh, one of the things in in interviewing and talking with the Levitt during the interview process was the culture of the the board. It's a large board. There's a 30-member board. Wow. And so it was finding a culture that would be open to, you know, when you've had a great track record and how, how open were they up for new ideas, but yet keeping continuity. And then when we were in this, this place, this new pandemic moment and where, you know, anything with groups of, you know, 10 or more were not allowed, what were we going to do? And we also knew during that time, we were at our board meeting in March and said, guys, when we look back, 
you know, at this time period, what do we want to say that the Levitt has done? What kind of impact did we make during this time? And so that just started everybody thinking and brainstorming, you know, about what what could we do? And our team, our crew got together and bought new equipment and we started live streaming. And yeah. we started in April. That was, we started April 21st. And we knew that that was important. The other thing that we knew that was important was that we had an obligation to our artist, you know, that for those that would be a part of the live stream, that we keep them going. Uh, we moved a lot of them to 2021, you know, if they felt like that was needed, but that we had to get music out there. We wanted to be active. And so, you know, paying those artist contracts were important because that affected not only them, but their families, their crew, their band members. There's ways that we were felt like we were giving back. And so that was, that just became important. It was just thinking outside of what the norm was. And we just happened to have a, a leadership group that said, do it, figure it out. I think one of the first virtual shows that you put on was by, and he's, and he's a former guest of the About Mansfield podcast was from Brad Thompson. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about that. We yeah. had sent, we had, uh, attended, you know, the conferences, you're on these virtual conferences and you're trying to learn what to do in the virtual world. And basically what we heard is don't be fearful. Try it. Mm -hmm. Don't, if you make a mistake, it's okay. It's better to, instead of getting it perfect, just start. So who did we call? Brad Thompson. Hey, Brad, would you join in? Can we make this happen? He goes, sure, let's do it. And so we're on the second floor of the hospitality center, Mm -hmm. his cell phone and my cell phone. We have a group of maybe 10 people all spread out on the lawn and he's performing. And that was our, and it's got over 7,000. It might even be at 8,000 views already on that performance. And the community was so grateful. And it was this moment that you're like, wow, our production manager's on the other side watching it and going, okay, where are we going to go from here? And that, and his name's Rich Treat, our production manager. And Rich is looking at it going, okay, here's what we're doing right now. How are we going to take it up a level? What equipment do I need to get? And boom, I mean, it just started flowing. And I mean, we, seriously, we had our, our his phone taped to a scaffold. <laughs> so, but it was just not being afraid, right. you know, and just saying, look, and, and that's the other thing that's been nice in all this is that there's been a lot of grace out there given to people to to try it. And if, and if you're not perfect on a Zoom call, it's okay. You know, it, we're, we're all in it together, that concept. I know sometimes it doesn't seem like that, but we're all trying to figure it out. It's a different world right now. And so you went from streaming, which which you're still doing some shows streaming, but you who made the decision and how did you actually go back to doing live performances? So we worked very closely with the city of Arlington. Um, the fire department is um, kind of the leader of the COVID task force to how to reopen, to get people reopened. And we just started our conversations to say, what what would it look like? So in about June or July, uh, we, had, we were doing our Tuesday night Levitt Living Room series, and the numbers were going down, and the city felt like, okay, let's, and, and in conversations, hey, let's try to get some people on the lawn. Let's, let's, let's try to make that happen. So we took our Levitt Living Room series on a Tuesday night with Creed Fisher, and we said, all right, let's not promote it. Let's do it from the stage. Let's see organically who comes. And we knew we had squares, so we had our squares on the lawn. And let's see how many people show up. And so we had about 100 people show up. 
And we were like, okay, we, we, you know, we did our signage. We had all of our protocol written up that we had to submit to the fire department. And we said, this is what it would look like. That was on a Tuesday. And then Thursday, Friday, we went and locked down again. Oh. So we were like, oh, so we did live stream it. It was there. We got to see how people would behave, which it just set us up for when August 28th came, the opening of our season. And there was a lot of pre-work done to see what would that look like? What are some protocols in place? What do we need to do to make it safe for people to come? We did the pre-registrations online and, you know, the, you know, the check and balance of, you know, have you had these issues? Do you feel like this? Please don't come, you know, and, and then we had the check-in stations, which, you know, normally the Levitt is a wide open space. Oh, yeah. So we now had bike racks, which is goes against what we want to be the mission of the Levitt, but we're in the world of COVID. So what do we have to do? Protect the safety of those that would come. And, and everybody really, for the most part, everybody was willing to wear their mask until they got to their square. They could bring food just like normal, eat and drink in, you know, in their square, but everybody performed well. <laughs> and so we were able to kind of loosen up those restrictions and allow first come first serve to the square. And so it was just, but that was in continual communications with the city of Arlington and the fire department saying, okay, does this work? What do the numbers look like? And they were hands-on every Monday. We would do a revisit on what did the weekend look like before? You know, what, what was it like? What did we experience? And then again, always comparing it to the numbers. And people were being respectful of the squares. They oh, if anything, some of them really would say, could, several people said, can we just keep the squares moving forward? <laughs> because it just, it, and you know what, people, even if you're, it's for a couple of the events that we had that were not Levitt events, but uh, were rentals, mm -hmm. people just normally go to a square. If you see a square, oh, you just go get in the square. <laughs> Our in-studio guests, we're talking with Latasha Takel. She's the executive director for the the Levitt Pavilion, Arlington. More importantly, she's a Mansfield resident, and we're going to stop the interview right here. Pick up part two next week here on the About Mansfield podcast. We'll be right back. Congratulations to Hugh Hunton, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who was Mansfield's first chief of police? The answer was Louis Strickland in 1954. Mr. Strickland even had to provide his own car. Hugh has won a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing located at 117 North Main Street in historic Mansfield serving craft beer that is made right there on the premises with a variety of pizzas, sandwiches, and much, much more. Check them out on the web at dirtyjobbrewing.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, in 2014, the city of Mansfield adopted the slogan, Minutes to Everything, Second to None. But did you know that the Mansfield Visitors Bureau has their own slogan? This week's trivia question is, what is Visit Mansfield's slogan? 
Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what is Visit Mansfield's slogan? Good luck, and thanks to Derek at Dirty Job for the gift card. Coming up next week on the About Mansfield podcast, it's all about the news, the talk, and the information. We will conclude our interview with Mansfield resident Latasha Takel. The show will be released on Wednesday, December 16th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast, if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free, and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. City Council Recap, Casey Lewis. School Board Recap, Karen Marcucci. Home Improvement Feature, Terry Radswin. Sports, Tommy Cummings. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.